The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It's Beat 102-103 on this August bank holiday weekend. I hope it is treating you well. Let's head to Kilkenny now and rural county Kilkenny where the Keep Her Lit Festival is celebrating trad and folk. It takes place in the picturesque village of Inishtig. And if any village was going to be called picturesque, I think it would have to be Inishtig. It's happening in mid-August. It's the 13th and 14th of August to be precise. It's dedicated to the memory of two local men. And to tell us more, the partner of one of those men, Yaja Kaminska, is on the phone. You're very welcome, Yaja. Thank you. Um, very exciting times. I'm sure you're very busy at the moment, are you? We are. We're up to our eyes, but uh, getting through it. Okay, good stuff. So you've yeah. uh, it'll be two weeks from this weekend. So the weekend after next weekend and a music filled with traditional music sessions, workshops. And you've got two female headliners, one which is already sold out, which is phenomenal. But before we talk about the logistics, let's talk about the two men that this will be commemorating. One of, my, one of the men, of course, who's very, very close to you. Yeah, so Dave, my husband, who died very suddenly, shockingly, um, just over a year ago. Um, uh, He just um, unfortunately had a very serious heart attack and um, uh, we got him to the hospital and unfortunately he was one of those people who just didn't make it. Very, I mean, just an unbelievably shocking and still uh, difficult situation or just... It's something. It's very hard to accept. It. Mm, a trauma, I'm so, sure. Yeah, it is. You don't realise. I mean, nobody can tell you what it, what it, something like this is like until you actually go through it. And it's um, yeah, it's difficult. It's very hard. It's hard on me. It's hard on the girls. Mm-hmm. Very hard on his family, and obviously the community. When something like, like this happens, I think sh- the shock doesn't wear off for quite a long time. And yourself and, then, and Dave were new enough to the community, but very connected to that community, weren't you? Yeah, well, Dave was um, quite a character. Um, he was a musician and he also had just an uncanny ability to blend himself into a community very easily. He was a gifted storyteller and uh, kind of, you know, hap- a happy person for most of the time. Mm. And we we settled in here. But we were lucky as well because, I mean, lucky in a funny kind of a way, the pandemic hit and I suppose communities got locked in together and we really were able to um, become part of this community in a much faster and a deeper way. Okay. And uh, so that's, you know, we were only just two and a half years here in Inishti, but it felt like a lot longer. Mm. Made some wonderful friends and people were, you know, very, very, um, they looked after each other. I can imagine. And, you know, so he was one of those people. He enjoyed enjoyed company and enjoyed mm. communities. And, you know, so it, it was almost a natural thing in, in his uh, ability mm. to blend in. <laughs> and then was he close to the other man who's being commemorated to his publican, yeah, Johnny O'Donnell? Johnny O'Donnell. Johnny O'Donnell, so obviously the O'Donnell's pub here in Inchtig has been here for a very long time. He's literally our neighbour. And um, six months to the day, Johnny also died very suddenly of a heart attack as well. Mm-hmm. And literally, so, I mean, this community has had two major char- uh, tragedies and obviously still trying to come to terms with mm. the loss of Johnny here which has been massively significant for this village mm-hmm. and the wider community 
Yeah, I can imagine. And Inishtig, I think there's something very special about Inishtig, isn't there? Oh. I know it's so well known for Circle of Friends, of course, the movie and Maeve Binchy novel. Um, I, it's hard to grasp when you, you will know better than anyone, and especially as someone who is a, a relative newcomer, you're, you're probably yeah. able to put your finger on what is so special about it. I just think, well, geographically and physically, it's a stunning place mm-hmm. and obviously we have you know the river nor going through we have the woodstock gardens it's a very beautiful layout and um it's just a very picturesque village um and there's a very strong community of locals but there's a lot of new people that live here as well mm. and i think people cross paths easily and yeah it's just a, it just has a beautiful sense about it and a very easy place to to live mm-hmm. and have you been, like, the last year must have been so tough. Was there ever a time that you thought you would leave Inishtig and uh, with everything that's happened? No, I think for me, the community has been amazing. To me, my family, today's family and friends, um, they have just been incredible, absolutely incredible. I mean, there isn't a day that goes by that somebody doesn't call up or doesn't ring, you know, that, that support is invaluable. You don't realize it, as I said, until you're in this position. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, it's wonderful. It's just been a huge sense of um, just support. Mm -hmm. I mean, amazing support. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the Keeper Lit Festival, which we'll be remembering both Dave and Johnny. Um, And I presume, like, has it helped organizing something like this? Yeah, I suppose there's a lot of memories attached to it as well because obviously music was part of our lives and um, so that is something that's changing for me and for my girls. It'll always be there, but the memories, I mean, if Dave obviously was here today, he would be in the thick of this. He would obviously absolutely love it. Um, And it was just something that myself and Johnny and Dave had talked about over the lockdown that, you know, we have to... We actually had done a lot of events in our previous home, which is in Kells in County Kilkenny, mm-hmm. and we had spoken about those. We had done a few little small shows in Johnny's with local, music, well, Irish musicians, and we were looking at maybe extending it out. So we spoke about doing a festival in the village quite a lot, and then when this happened, myself and my girls just sat down and said, look, we have to do this. And that's how this festival has come about. We were able to secure funding from the Arts Council mm-hmm. and from Kilkenny County Council. So we had really no excuse once that came through. And obviously a few sponsors on board. And just generally the goodwill, not only of NHD, but the wider friends of ours and communities and cows that came together and everybody is just really supporting it and it is Johnny was a lover of music as well so it is just really about remembering them, celebrating mm-hmm. them and uh, hence we have the Keep Her Lit Festival which yeah. again the Keep Her Lit bit would be referencing Dave you know in a session getting lads to keep playing, He, would, I mean a session with Dave would not be two hours, it would be could be a whole weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> and his one line was like, keep our little lads. So that's how we came up with this, uh, the name of the festival. We just thought that was 
work really well. And it sounds like such a celebration already and some lovely venues in Inishtig as well. Already a sellout. You have two um, female headliners and one of them already sold out and that is um, Lisa O'Neill and Claire Sands. And another one people might be interested in is folk artist Neve Regan and she will be at the Cushawan uh, Community Centre on Sunday the 14th of August. What can people expect from that? Well, we have a double headliner there. We've uh, Neve Regan and Bridget May Power. Both of them actually are from the west of Ireland and they're doing a double bill in Cushown and both of them individually are incredible. I mean, Neve, if anybody just even does a search for her online, her voice is so unusual. She's a beautiful songwriter, very, uh, just amazing. She's really fantastic. Mm. And Bridget, in her um, repertoire, she's very haunting, Another beautiful songwriter. I mean, I just think that's going to be a really, really special gig. And that's, in, as you say, in Cushown on the Sunday evening. Gorgeous. And there are tickets still left for that. So if people want to book those, get onto the Keeper Lit Festival website and just get booking them quickly because they'll be gone. Mm. And it's keeperlitfestival.ie. Then you some free events as well, uh, traditional music sessions and workshops, um, just a, a real weekend of music, but also food and craft markets there too. Yeah, that's right. So basically the whole idea behind the festival is it's community-based. So we'd like, we wanted to create an atmosphere and obviously um, different events throughout the weekend that would appeal to families, to children. So the music workshops are actually also booked out. We have a beautiful commemorative and celebratory walk through uh, Woodstock Gardens with Maura Brennan, who will be, you know, identifying the healing plants. And then we come back to the village and we're building a mandala, which is like um, a kind of a, in a funny way, a spiritual altar on the ground. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be really beautiful. And then we have the market, the food um, and craft market on the square, which is in the centre of the village. So I think it's going to look and be wonderful. It's going to look gorgeous. Fab. And of course, uh, what a place to spend a weekend in Inishtig as well. And you forget yes. the, the entrance to Woodstock is there as well. So lots Just going on there. Just also to say, um, Orla, on the Sunday, we also have the counterattack um, free gig, which is on the Millennium Garden. And that is a campaign to raise awareness of cardiac and yeah. heart disease. Tell us a little bit about this, because there's certain things to watch out for that you have found since the passing of Dave. Yeah, so what I discovered was, I mean, Dave complained for years. I mean, even when I met him for years and years, he suffered from indigestion and we only ever put it down. And unfortunately, I wasn't very conscious either. But um, indigestion is actually, could be an indicator of angina or, you know, some sort of heart condition. Um, it may be hereditary or genetic. And these are the things that we have discovered since the bittersweet as it is. Um, so the counter-attack campaign was created by another musician called Frankie Lane. Um, he was he is of the Flag Cowboys, mm-hmm. and he would have been a good friend of ours. And he came to us and asked us, would we be interested in doing an awareness campaign, a national awareness campaign on various basic um, questions like, do you know that indigestion can be an indicator of heart issues or heart, you know, of um, angina and there are lots of these one-off questions that people could ask themselves and um, so we did a campaign on Facebook with um, many musicians that had that were friends of ours and contacts of his 
and they all did a song and each of them uh, read out a line, you know, a, a query about heart issue. It was just to highlight um, that there are some very basic things, especially along the hereditary issue as well. If there's any heart disease in your family, it's important to get checked out. There are family screening clinics. So we're making this also a centre part of the festival that people think, you know, it's almost like, you know, getting your car NCT'd mm. once a year. We need to get our health checked once a year, you know. Mm, we do. So you can follow that actually on Facebook, uh, Counterattack, and they have details of the free concert on the Sunday of Keeper Lit on August 14th that Frankie Lane will be hosting. Um, also, Keeper Lit, the festival is on Facebook too if you want to uh, search it there. It's Keeper Lit Festival. Uh, but the website to book tickets is Keeper Lit Festival. Dot .ie on the 13th and 14th of August in the beautiful Inishtig in County Kilkenny and that is Yaja Kaminska and thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you very much Orla, thank you. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Well, one place I was yesterday was all together now in Port Law in County Waterford. It lashed but we were okay with that. Um, so much going on. I got to chat to a number of people from around the southeast who were manning some stalls and chatting to people. And I also talked to a Dublin singer-songwriter who this was her first big festival, the first time performing at a big festival. So let's hear from some of those people now. My name is Tiffany and I'm here with Seal Rescue Ireland. So you're based in Courtown in County Wexford. Tell us, why did you come to All Together Now? And we came to spread awareness. So a lot of people don't know um, what to do around seals. So by spreading awareness and letting people know we're here and to kind of get in contact with us, we look after all the seals all across the country. It's just us. So we want to help any way that we can. And are you getting good reaction here at All Together Now? Definitely we are, which is really nice. Um, a lot of people didn't know that we um, existed which has been brilliant but some people have followed us on our Instagram so kind of they're very excited to have us here as well and so we're actually getting some people that were signing up for our rescue network and these were just everyday ordinary people who offer if they're free on a Friday afternoon and we get a call about a seal near them we can get in touch with them as well so it's just it's been brilliant to kind of expand that as well and kind of get our reach a little bit further out into Ireland. Brilliant and have you seen anything that you've have you had a chance to go around the arena yourself? Um, A little bit kind of uh, yesterday evening we had a kind of a good bit of a bop around as we could you know into the ferris wheel and things and we saw jungle which were really good and um, so i um, a bit tired last night but tonight we're gonna we're gonna enjoy ourselves Let's go first. hi my name is jen harris and i am the ceo of the waterford sustainable living initiative otherwise known as schlee we are based in waterford city and we um carry out work that's about responsible consumption and sustainable living and how those impact positively on climate change. And this is our third year at All Together Now. We're delighted to be here once again. Um, All Together Now's policy of sustainability is really important to us and we think it meshes very well with our own messaging about sustainability. Um, And it's a great festival and it's wonderful to be out in the country in Waterford. And what's the reception been like? Oh, it's been fantastic. Um, now it's raining right now, so but earlier we had some games set up for people and we would bring them in and then once we had them captive playing our games, we talked to them about climate change and their feelings about climate change. Um, and one thing that's been really good is people are really interested in buying the reusable water bottles, which we think is fantastic because the scourge of single-use plastic is one of the biggest problems that we as a world face and certainly that is no different from Ireland where we are only recycling about 30% of our plastic waste. 
Lucy, you're very welcome to the Sunday Grill. Thank you for having me. How has your All Together Now experience been? Um, it's been so lovely. It's such a nice spot. I've never been here before, but definitely come back, yeah. Now, Lucy McWilliams, before we go anywhere, we'll just quickly tell people who your dad is. You don't like this question, do you not? <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine. Just like, yeah, embarrassing dad, but yeah. <laughs> so your dad is the economist. Uh, David McWilliams, who is very proud of you, tweets a lot about you and talks about you in his podcast as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he tweets a lot. He's on his phone more than anyone in the family, actually. <laughs> so I think it just happens that sometimes I'm mentioned. Um, he does, yeah. <laughs> so where did music come into your life then? Um, I think since I was a kid, I've always like been singing and playing instruments. And then I just happened to have some really good teachers that came into my life that took care and nurture to me and yeah it kind of started from there and how long has it been your been your career at this stage oh like really not long at all I think from January so like only been a few months where I'm actually like doing music now full-time I used to be like terrified to like even speak in class so like doing shows now is really weird but it's really fun and I've got like my band with me so they're like the best ever so yeah <laughs> and is this one of your first festivals then to perform at yeah actually this is our first festival we played um the great escape which is a festival but it's not really the same type i guess technically it's the second one so yeah yeah so very new to us and did you enjoy all together now when you played here this weekend yeah yeah i was i was so stressed we we just came from london we had a show in london the day before and I was like freaking out. I thought we were gonna miss it. And then the second I got on stage, just the audience and the people working on it were so nice that it was like all the stress just like vanished. So it was it was really lovely, yeah. Your new single is called Medication. It's quite personal, isn't it? Could you tell me about it? Um, yeah, that was, that was a really hard one actually to write. Um, I think a lot of people talk about struggling with mental health but it's it's really hard to try to um phrase and wrap your head around when you've actually lost someone because due to their mental health i don't know if i am explaining that right i'm really bad at explaining stuff that's i guess why i write songs i don't know and yeah. were you writing about that person in particular or about how you felt because of what happened or what were you trying to get across i think it's just kind of like you go through so many so many emotions of like maybe I could have done something or why didn't I feel like that like why them why me and and I think in writing it 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 was maybe a way to somehow make a really terrible thing positive and try to understand why why they might have been like that um as opposed to just like pointing the finger at yourself or at people around them um because I guess that's like really easy to do and did writing that song help you yeah definitely there's a lot of stuff that i didn't know i felt until i wrote it um yeah i was writing it with um a guy that produces um uh, like all my music and like i was just saying stuff to him and i was like no way like i didn't know that i thought that so yeah definitely definitely yeah well it's called medication how can people find out more about you lucy i presume you're on every social media platform going yeah i'm really bad at it i'm trying to i'm trying to get better uh yeah i mean i use instagram and i guess twitter and stuff i don't tweet like my dad but like i'm honest i've never used it you don't tweet about brexit do you know <laughs> no i don't have a clue 
for Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Well, I've been talking about it for weeks, but Brian has been less excited for Where the Crawdads Sing. It's not a niche comedy or a superhero franchise, you see. Yeah. And also you said you're going to see it and you've been talking I, about uh, it for uh, weeks. Uh, excuse me. I am going to see it. I just nece- no, can't necessarily go this week to mm. see it. Anyway, Where the Crawdads Sing is a swamp movie, not a niche comedy and not a Marvel franchise. In fairness, setting it up as a swamp movie is, is not, is not a, like, it's, it's unfair to start. A, yeah, so if you love swamps, if you've been waiting for the round for that swamp movie for years, finally, we got one for you. And also it's a marsh as well, which is the worst thing of all. Oh, so it's a marsh movie. Yeah, yeah. It's based in the marshlands of North Carolina. Daisy Edgar Jones of Normal People, of course, stars as Kaya, a, a child who'd been abandoned from an early age. It's produced by Reese Witherspoon, who has been putting her name to lots of novel adaptations lately. So is this movie solely for people who love the novels Crawdad or is it for people like Brian too? <laughs> <laughs> Who I don't have a proper description for. Yeah, fair. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's have a listen to a clip from Where the Crawdads Sing and then himself will be here with more details. <laughs> I have, like you, heard the tall tales told about the Marsh Girl. An abandoned child. I had a family once. They called me Kaya. A little girl surviving in the marsh on her own, reviled and shunned. Hello, Miss Kyle. I hear y'all by muscles. Sometimes I feel so invisible. I wonder if I'm here at all. You are. I think you're gorgeous. I want to get to know you better. Okay, there you go. And that is Where the Crawdads Sing. The book itself has sold 12 million copies and that was in January 2022. I'm sure it's upped its its number at this stage. It's the number one best-selling, one of the number one best-selling books of all time. Where the Crawdads Sing. Brian didn't have a clue what it was about. I had no idea. I, I don't read I don't read it at all. Okay. That's funny, we're doing like two... That's a terrible... Like, never put that on your Tinder profile. Oh, it's okay. I'm Brian, no, I don't get matches I don't, anyway. Okay. I'm out, of, I'm out of... I'm out of... Yeah, it's a whole different story. But it's funny, <laughs> we're doing two adapted book uh, movies in a row. Yeah, Persuasion last week last was Persuasion. Week. Yeah. Jane Austen. And I preferred that. Oh. I didn't... Didn't... Didn't like... I didn't... I just couldn't get into this. Okay. Now, uh, uh, this is... This is interesting because... I obviously have read the book. I, I, I liked the book. Mm. I, I didn't love it like so many people loved it. I liked it. I thought it was very good. It's a long time since I've read the book, so I don't think I'm going to need it to be as true to the book. But I do remember it having lots of intricacies and being very novel-like, as you would yeah. expect it. Does it feel like a novel, this film, then? It it really, really does. Okay. It really feels so like... big setups to things. It feels like a book in... like. Literally, book to movie. Yes. And 100%. in Crawdads, in the novel, it's divided into sections of things that happen. There so. are kind of sections in this as okay. well, to be fair. So for people who haven't read the book or haven't seen the movie, describe what we're seeing and where the Crawdads sing. So it's basically Kaya Clark is living in this abusive family and her mother walks out in the family because her father is the abusive one. And okay. then her, her the rest of her family gradually walk out. And then it's just her and her father for a while, and then her father walks out. So it's not a not a great time for her. And uh, 
so she kind of has to live on her own. She's kind of like growing up. She's a child and she still has to kind of fend for herself. She's kind of left without food and everything. But gradually she does kind of make a living for herself in this house. And she meets some people along the way who are, some of them are good, some of them are bad. But basically she gets accused of murder. And the whole story is basically what the story leading up to her life and what led up to the person getting murdered and whether okay. or not she did it. And where are we with this? Like, is it a quite a quick setup of her life and her mother leaving or is that quite a large part so, of the movie? I thought it was, I thought it was quite a big part. Not going to lie, I felt it, but I was looking at people because it's always one of those things that if you've read the book beforehand, you're going to have a completely different opinion of the movie going totally. in. So I was looking at people that had read it and they were saying that the the her childhood was barely in it compared to the book mm-hmm. and that you missed out on so much of like what made her her if that makes sense yes totally and i see i didn't know that so i went in and i i don't feel like i don't re- didn't really get a connection to her and i think that's maybe what i missed out on and because you would have liked more description on maybe, that maybe there was a scene or something that was cut that like they didn't need but maybe as a character they need but the story they didn't because mm-hmm. it is 2 hours and 5 minutes already mm-hmm. so and it's not exactly going to have the biggest draw in the world, so maybe they want to keep it as short as they could. Okay. But, so uh, it's a murder mystery then it, in the marshlands. It is a murder mystery, but yeah, it's it, it's not exactly a, an intense murder mystery. Mm-hmm. It might be like a small bit of, okay, she's in jail, and then 20 minutes of her, her growing up. And then it's like another small bit of the the, the, the case, let's say, uh-huh. and then another 15 minutes of her growing up. Okay. So it's, it's, it's pretty... Slow pace, I found. Oh, but I be I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but would it be better off as a like twelve part Netflix series or something? Yeah, I think so. That's okay. I, I was <clears throat> I was only discussing this yesterday that with books I do feel because we had the same argument about Jane Austen last mm-hmm. week that people have the notions going in of what's going to happen and there's a lot there said that's going to be left out. Obviously, mm-hmm. there will be because they can't turn like if they made it into a into a movie, it'd be six hours long, and yeah. that's maybe what There's it needs, more. you know. Yeah. So it's like like Lord of the Rings is nine hours long. Do you know what I mean it's like they, sometimes books need that? It's it's longer than a movie. So Daisy Edgar Jones, and at the last time I'm watching a thing on Disney Plus that was suggested by Janice Fresh. from the RT Guide last week under the banner of Heaven, and to me she is her character from Normal People in it, a very quiet kind of a yeah. unassuming character. Is she this character again? So what I thought was, do you know. And then let's say The Simpsons or something, they might have a Halloween special. Mm-hmm. And it's like, while it's still The Simpsons, they're like not themselves. It's like in a different setting, but they mm-hmm. have the exact same characteristics. Mm-hmm. I felt like that, like they literally, Daisy Erica Jones, after like her, gre- her great-grandmother in Normal People was living in the marshlands in America. And that's basically like her story. It was, I felt the same person. So okay. I feel like it was kind of the same performance. And it's, okay. but then again, I wasn't a massive fan of Normal People itself, which is probably... A crime against Ireland, but that's okay. any other standout characters in this? Not really. Like there's, there's characters that seem like they want them to be uh, romantic in the same way of like the Notebook. There's mm-hmm. like there's certain moments where the 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 love scene kind of seems a bit forced, but they want they want it to be this like oh this this there was just a feeling in the air type thing, mm. and it it just didn't really it just came off as. Why are they doing... Like, this doesn't make sense. Do you mean it's like there was geese flying at one stage and then they turned and looked at each other and, and then kissed each other. And I was like, I don't... What's the geese? Yeah. What's the geese There for? is definitely a goose thing in the book. 
Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's the feathers. It maybe though. see, I like. No, I think it's to do with the change of seasons and things. Oh. So maybe he's going off or something. You know. He, he was. There you he go. Was going out. Oh, there you go. It was geese. in it, and you just didn't cop on. Well, I just it. don't know the migration patterns of geese. To be fair. <laughs> hey, listen. I watched a few of the clips online. She's some lovely clothes for a marsh girl. She's she not. Does. She's not very dashy or but anything. See, that's the thing as well. People, mm. people were saying that for a marsh, like nobody could ever believe she was a marsh girl mm. because Her she hair. was beautiful and like yeah. she had these lovely clothes uh-huh. and she was always like well groomed she didn't yeah. seem like an outsider at no, all no she like, looked you know? really well exfoliated you mm. know so it didn't look like she was just living in a hut with no shower or yeah exactly and like she was but look it's one of those things where the it was I feel like they just did a bare bones of what the book well mm. what the book is they just stuck to the book and they didn't want to do any changes because mm. As we saw, persuasion people don't like when people change the books either. There you go. There so, you go. I don't know. Right, let's black pudding it. So, where the crow dads thing? Uh, black pudding's out of 10, please. I give it like a five. Ooh, I'm nasty. Not, I, fe- I know. I feel bad about it because I just, I just couldn't get into it, you know? Okay. And I, it's definitely, it's definitely, I feel it's a me thing that I couldn't get into it. I feel like somebody else could go in and see it and absolutely love it. Was it beautiful? Did it look beautiful? It looked, it looked okay. great, but not like. Like cinematography Oscar level, oh, you know, it was, okay. it was, it was, it was, it was, it ticked all the boxes, but it didn't really go any further than that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does totally. Okay, five black puddings out of ten, produced by Reese Witherspoon. There's been so much talk about it, starring Daisy Edgar Jones. Um, not a great mark from Brian. Where the crow dad sing? It's out in cinemas as we speak. Thank you so much. No problem at all. The Sunday Grill on Beat One Hundred Two One Hundred Three.